0: Kia ora, I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. Today on The Detail... Nanae Mahuta will become our Minister of Foreign Affairs. The first woman in our nation's history to hold the portfolio. She is the daughter of Sir Robert Mahuta, the key negotiator in the Tainui Treaty deal. She has strong links to the Māori King movement. She's been in Parliament since she was just 26 years old. But news of Mahuta's appointment to the job left empty by Winston Peters surprised even those close to politics. It's fair to say that it's perhaps a surprise announcement you to take on the Foreign Affairs portfolio. Why have you been given this
1: job? Well, first of all, can I reiterate the Prime Minister's comment that we're very proud to have such a diverse group of new ministers and ministers continuing in new roles because of merit and because of our ability to contribute. In terms of my own uh, portfolio, I'm absolutely uh, privileged to be able to lead the conversation in the Foreign Affairs space because what we know more than ever before in a COVID context is that as a small country, we need to develop our relationships, uh, remain committed uh, to a multilateral rules-based trade uh, system that works for New Zealand, and in a recovery context, we need to ensure that all the benefits are deepened to many more in our society, and the Progressive Trade Agenda achieves that.
0: Today, we look at Mahuta's career and her defining moments, and what she brings to her new job. Here's a taste from her first press conference as Foreign Minister. One at a time. Did you go to the PM what,
2: in the foreign affairs role? What did she offer it to you kind of out of the block?
1: Oh, look, like many other colleagues, uh, we identified a number of areas of interest, and then the Prime Minister uh, pondered on that and then uh, came back to us uh, around what she thought uh, we could uh, do to contribute to the broader aspirations of the government, and that's what she did. I have the privilege of uh, retaining local government, uh, supporting my colleague uh, in, in Māori development and leading foreign affairs. Well, no, there? There? From over is. Here. What, what
2: do you responsible? What are your priorities for the Australia relationship, and do you see this as
1: New Zealand's most important relationship? Well, it's our closest neighbour, and there are many things that we have in common. So we want to ensure, uh, as we understand in terms of our uh, export market, Australia is a uh, an entry into the, uh, the rest of the world, that we continue that strong relationship. But I'm getting my feet under the table. I expect to receive the BIM this afternoon, uh, but that re- close relationship with Australia will only continue to strengthen. We'll come over here too. Ka Māori, roto i rā Yeah, well, kōkite mai, uh, te tokomaha ngā tāngata, ko iru mai e uh, te kāhu kā ka wanatanga, me ngā tirohanga Māori. Uh, Nō no reira, ko au tetehi, hei hariatu tira tirohanga uh, ki uh, te tūranga hau. Aā uh, kari he kore hewahanga no ki te whakapakari a te wahanga kei Wanganu ya Foreign Affairs.
0: It was after hearing her speak then that I wanted to know more about Mahuta. And there are plenty of surprises that I discovered in my research. For instance, her father, Sue Robert, changed his name from Ormsby to Mahuta by deed poll when he was a young man. She's married to her first cousin, William Ormsby. She has a master's degree in social anthropology. And in 2018, she was named in the BBC's 100 Women of Inspiration and Influence.
3: She is one member of whom I can frankly say that never once in those 17 years that we worked together that I feel that she'd ever broken her word to me or told an untruth to me. And that's a pretty good and one might say reasonably rare record.
0: That's the former Labour leader David Cunliffe. Mahuta was his running mate for the leadership and the two were colleagues for 17 years we'll hear more from him soon but let's go back to 1996 when Shane Tepo labor executive member met her for the first time
2: she just wowed us she presented well she was articulate she had a message she was empathetic and really the the choice between her and the other candidate were day and night and she won over the she won over the selection committee which included myself and Kuruwitere who she was taking over. She has been um, an advocate for Tainui and for the Tainui Waikato people for 20-odd years. Uh, She assisted her father in terms of the research around the claim. She she hasn't appeared from nowhere. She's been uh, a Member of Parliament since 1996. Just last year, she played a very important role in terms of Organising all of the stakeholders around the three waters issue.
0: Now, the multi billion dollar overhaul to fix our ailing drinking water, wastewater, and stormwater infrastructure and a radical shake up of how water services are, be t- are to be delivered to our homes. Under sweeping reforms, the government will give $760 million. To councils to kickstart a program to reorganise uh, freshwater assets in the first instance as independently publicly owned
2: regional entities. You know, it's a very emotional issue, a very detailed issue. I've spoken to people who um, were involved in that. She had read her papers and she made some, some really good decisions around that. No, I think Nanai's been on the scene a long time and she's been a good. A good advocate for her people. The other thing is that she won her seat off Tukarorangi Morgan, and she's held it, and she's held it with very handsome majorities. Back
0: mm, then, when yeah. you selected yes. her, I mean, she was only in her mid twenties. She was yeah, a very I, young woman.
2: I got the I got the feeling that she was someone who was mature beyond her her years. Nanai and I have always had have had disagreements from time to time, but she's always been pleasant. She's always been articulate. She's never she's never someone who has. So takes uh, things personally, and, and she really bears no grudges.
0: What kind of person was she? I mean, how did she get there?
2: Look, she was, as she is in 2020, she was pleasant, uh, she was respectful, highly intelligent. She had a reputation, of course, her and her father. You know, and Bob Mahuta, in the early days of the formation of any treaty claim, it's left to very few people, and Bob carried the weight. Of the, of the claim for many years. Their Marai Wahi had had disputes with the local geothermal supplier. Uh, Nanaya was, her, you know, she'll describe herself as the driver and cup of tea maker, but she was more than that. She was the researcher, she was the, she was the supporter.
0: In the interview with Julian Wilcox yeah. in um, Indigenous 100, yeah. she talks about driving with her father yeah. to meetings with Koh yeah. and down yeah. to Wellington. Yes. So she, from a very uh, early yeah. age, she was witnessing these she discussions. was
2: but also, also she was part of it she, you know bob was a he was a phenomenon really these type of people don 't exist in, in now, but he was a working class academic you know he 'd worked in real jobs in real time but also uh, self taught most uh, iwi leaders come up through the traditional structures now and then go to university and then come back. but Bob was very different. And Nanaya added a lot of intellectual and uh, heft around research and and played a very important role in that.
0: Mahuta moved up the ranks in the Clark government from 2005 to 2008 in charge of customs, youth development and local government. But those accomplishments were overshadowed by the foreshore and seabed controversy. Like Tariana Turia, she opposed it Initially, but unlike Turia, who quit to found the Māori Party, Mahuta stayed with Labour.
2: She voted in the first two readings against it, but stayed with Labour. She probably took a different pathway than Tariana, who was quite blatantly opposed to it, opposed to uh, working with working beyond um, the traditional sort of Labour Party mechanisms, and, and, she, st- and she stuck it through, and she, she won her election when many others didn't, and she's yeah. since then built upon her majority.
0: She said it, it was politically pragmatic yes. to change her stance in the third reading yes. and support it. Yes, yes. But it must have been... A, a terribly tense
2: time. Oh, it was a terribly tense time. Uh, whilst I wasn't there, I remember um, only too well the, the hikoi. <laughs> we went to Parliament, uh, a lot of personal abuse, uh, almost physical. Um, Nanaya took a different approach. She engaged with people. Um, And I think that even though it was a highly emotive issue, you know, as it is now, um, she took a different approach and she just sort of talked it through and walked walked it through. And even though that particular act didn't have the support of her iwi, I think her iwi and her political base was able to see beyond and say, "Yep, we might disagree with this issue, but we'll give you another chance. And, And they did.
0: And she calls it a, a defining yeah. moment for her, and also the time that she sort of came out from under her father's yes. her father's shadow, yeah. I suppose.
2: Yes, that's true. But also, you know, there was. Uh there was a patriarchy that existed within the Labour Party and some of those MPs, they didn't win their seats. So she was sort of cast as, as, as the leader of the Māori caucus and the Māori members of parliament. And yeah. how
0: was she treated at the time as, the, as um, a young politician, young Māori I think woman.
2: that she was at, tri- at times treated badly. I think that Helen Clark always treated her well, always treated her with respect. But some uh, some of the patriarchy in, in terms of party MPs and Māori MPs for that matter we 're not good to her, um, but she never she herself never personalized an argument i've had lots of disagreements with her, but she doesn't personalize it she sees it through, and she's the type of person, even though you might Vehemently disagree with her, she won't vehemently disagree with you because that's just not her style. But you know, you, she can work beyond that, and and she tends not to hold grudges.
0: Why was she treated so badly? Was it because she was a young Maori Yeah, woman? I think
2: so. I think that the the patriarchy had sort of ownership of the uh, internal Maori party structures. I think it was you know as sort of uh, as clear as that, but also. She's not a fancy speaker in Parliament. She's a very good speaker, uh, but she's not fancy. She, she doesn't sit on the paipai, pai, of course, because she is uh, a wahine toa. She doesn't have the platform that Māori men has, but she certainly uses the platform that she has been d- d- delivered to her well. Right, so
3: she won Hauraki Waikato with a 7,695 vote majority, so there's no denying Nanaia Mahuta's popularity in her electorate. But has she
2: got what it takes to lead Labour? If
0: she does, she'll be the first Māori woman to lead a major political party. Remember the tussle for the Labour leadership in 2014? Are
2: you in it to win it?
0: Absolutely. Well, she didn't win, but she sure stood out from the rest of the all-Pākehā male lineup. So is she aiming for Prime Minister? Here's David Cunliffe.
3: No, I don't, Um, and I wouldn't describe her as an ambitious person in the classic sense that somebody's striving for a particular job that just doesn't feel like her. Um, And perhaps if I, for Pākehā listeners, if I can get across, you know, she is the niece of the Māori Queen, she's the granddaughter of Princess Pupuya, Um, She is, within her own cultural context, uh, uh, quite genuinely a person of royal blood, and she doesn't need to scurry up some Pākehā slippery pole to uh, have mana. She has mana, and she gets that mana from the work that she does with ordinary people around the country. And I've seen her in her local government context. Really getting around to the far-flung parts of New Zealand, working very humbly uh, with with many smaller communities and many small hapu and iwi, and uh, working for some of the poorest and most vulnerable in the area of Maori housing. And, and uh, look, to me, it goes to the old saying that in, in Maori culture, mana is something that is given but cannot be taken. And she has it.
0: So, but then, why did she go for the leadership?
3: Um, Well, at one stage, because I asked her to, um, because uh, she was somebody who I trusted, whose abilities and judgment I trusted, and uh, somebody who I also thought would help uh, bring parts of the community together as then, I think, um, one of the two most senior members of the Māori caucus. That was a way that we would... Demonstrate the treaty partnership and the makeup of our of our shadow
0: cabinet, right? But that that was as your running mate, as as the deputy. But then she, you know, she she went for the for the leadership role in 2014.
3: Yes, she did. Yeah, and um, you know, it's an open contest, and people can put in for that. So I'm not saying she's without ambition. I'm just saying that to call her an ambitious person wouldn't, um, I don't think, do, do justice uh, to the depth with which. Um, she is grounded.
0: Mahuta's connection to her own people's past showed in a speech to Parliament last year. It involved an apology for a police raid in 1916 on Rua Kenana's compound in Maungapohatu.
1: It acknowledges that ngā toenga ngā tamariki including the descendants of Rua Kenana, have suffered ongoing sh- hurt shame, stigma as a result of the Mangapuahatu invasion. The Crown will through this legislation apologise to the descendants of Rua Kenana e for the lasting damage to the character, the mana the reputation of Rua Kenana and his uri. It will also apologise for the deep hurt, shame and stigma caused as a result of the invasion of Mangapohatu.
0: Actually, for me, it was a natural decision to take. Um, Nanaya has, in the course of the last term, held an associate trade role, uh, which has given her experience in that area. I've seen firsthand the relationships that she formed through that role. Um, She is someone who builds fantastic relationships very, very quickly, and that is one of the key jobs in a foreign affairs role.
2: I was really pleased. I was pleased as a Māori. I was pleased as a New Zealander. I think that her presence, the fact that she wears moko will give her prominence internationally. Um, People were surprised. But I said, look, she's been a diplomatic all all of her life. If you think that uh, negotiating the variances around around." Politics in general is tough. Try Maori politics for a start. So, you know, she's the associate trade minister. Um, yeah, I, I, I think she's prime for the position. But also, I think the world is looking for a reset uh, away from confrontation into dialogue and cordial. And uh, also, New Zealand is seen as part of the Pacific. So having an indigenous Maori woman uh, who is very well known in the Pacific. You know, is she? oh, absolutely. She's n- well known and well respected. Through fucker papa. Uh, particularly through the Cook Islands and Samoa, um, you know, she would know each of the um, traditional leaders, the kings, uh, the chief, the matai, and the political leaders well.
0: But within Māoridom and mm. within Māori politics, would anybody hold it against you that the foreshore and seabed?
2: No, no, they moved on, moved on, and she's won the mandate of her people time and time again. And in fact, increased her majority. No. Times have moved
0: on. Okay. I think a lot of us, when it was announced that she would be the Foreign Minister, um, a lot of us thought, well, who who is she? And we're surprised that she has been in Parliament for such a long time. And then when you start looking into her, I mean, yeah. in 2014, she stood for the Labour yes, Party leadership. So yeah. she's ambitious. She's, she's been ambitious. ambitious. Yeah. And yeah. she missed out, of course. Yeah. But does that mean that she has ambitions to go even higher in politics? No, I don't
2: think so. I think she'll be very happy with her with her current role. Uh, my view on Naya is that politics, in terms of uh, the... F- the type of role she's in now is a prelude to to better things for her. I think that she will hold a leadership role, um, and within her iwi, and when she and when she, um, gets out of parliament, I think she'll f- fit in that very comfortably.
0: What do you mean? How? high could she go?
2: Well, there's some talk. Um, you know, I don't profess to sort of understand uh, in detail, uh, Tainui politics, but there's some talk that uh, this the, the king may in fact step aside in a few years' time and she would be the, the, the māngai or the regent, and uh, she would hold that position until the, the next generation. Not the not the children, but the grandchildren are ready to take that role. Um, Nanaya is very well respected within within Tainui at a, both a, a fundamental people's level and within the um, Tainui leadership.
0: I mean, she's replacing Winston mm, Peters. Yeah. Quite obviously a very different kind of person yeah. in that job. How would you... Describe her style. then? Well,
2: we will miss Winston because he was an he was an institution in himself. He was very well known and very well respected, uh, a quiet uh, ambassador, but very well respected. Able to, for a small country, to box beyond our, our own our, our, our weight, and um, and call to order some of the superpowers when they when he thinks that they've been uh, out of place. It will take Nana a little bit of time to do that. You know, Winston was around 40-odd years. He was um, the foreign affairs spokesperson, uh, 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 you know, across two uh, governments, uh, both national and Labour. So, you know, you've got to give um, Nanaya some time to fit into that. But I think she'll make the role her own. And, you know, I don't think we can underestimate um, how the world sees New Zealand and um, she'll be new, she'll be different, and um, yeah, and I, I, th- I think she'll be fine. There's an
3: old uh, phrase that comes to mind that all that is gold does not glitter, and the roots aren't touched by the frost, and that's very much Nanaya. She is uh, deeply rooted in her whakapapa. Uh, she's a person of very strong integrity, she's um, tough without showing it, uh, resilient. Um, and very values-based. So I have no doubt that she'll be a very, very strong foreign minister for New Zealand and uh, the kind of voice that, that we need, I think it's an inspired choice. Yet this is not tokenism. Uh, she's a person of great character, of um, vast ministerial experience, uh, one of the more experienced and senior players in the Labour cabinet, I think she'll acquit herself very well.
0: What now for her? Does Winston Peters come in and, tell, and give her a debrief, or how does it
3: work? Oh, uh, well, she has fortunate to have um, some really excellent civil servants in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade uh, working for her. Um, they'll be working hard as we speak on multiple briefing folders mm. and uh, a raise of emails. She'll be reading every country paper under the sun, and she'll be receiving from that agency, plus others like NZTE and, and others, uh, their briefings for incoming ministers now. Um, for the listeners, those are summary documents written by every department for incoming ministers and they kind of sum up the state of play and the key issues that they believe ministers might want to focus on, um, things coming at them. Obviously in the foreign affairs space, I don't know that we've ever seen the world at a more delicate junction than we do, so I could go on. Mm-hmm. The challenges are many and various it's an extremely exciting time uh, to have that portfolio and I'm sure she will grab it with Times.
0: That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, leave us a rating so other people can find us too. This episode was engineered by Blair Stagpool and produced by Mark Jennings, with Jesse Chang as the associate producer. And thanks to Shane Tapoe and David Cunliffe. Ka kite ano.